Healthwise with Pantai Hospital Kuala Lumpur. And today we're speaking with urologist Dr. J.R. Satyanathan about prostate cancer. So let's just start at the beginning really. What exactly is prostate cancer? So prostate cancer is a cancer which arises exclusively from the prostate gland. Only men have prostate glands and it sits between the urinary bladder and the urinary passage. Right. And uh, what's the prevalence of prostate cancer in Malaysia? So in Malaysia, 1 in 117 men will develop prostate cancer. This is from the data that we extrapolated from the Malaysian Prostate Cancer Study, which was published in 2021 last year in the Journal of Cancer Medicine. Okay, so who's more at risk of prostate cancer? Are some men more likely to be diagnosed than others? So the uh, population risk of prostate cancer is, as mentioned, 1 in 117 men. However, there's an increased risk of developing this if there is family history of prostate cancer in a first degree male relative, which means either your father or your grandfather or your siblings or family history of breast and colon cancer. So this is because of a gene abnormality which can be passed on. So if it's a familial breast cancer where you have abnormal gene mutation, for example, I'm sure you've heard of the BRCA mutation. It's pink October and everyone talks about BRCA mutation. Now we know that BRCA mutation can also affect prostate cancer. So you could have prostate cancer because of BRCA mutation. And there are also you know, cancer genes which give you a garden variety of cancers. So these are genes which sort of like control cell division and development. So in the sense that these genes are checkpoints where they prevent the body from producing abnormal cells. So if these are defective, then you can have abnormal cells and give you all sorts of cancer. For example, P53 gene mutation. So what are the symptoms of prostate cancer? And also, if there are no symptoms, how is it uh, detected? Okay, so when it comes to prostate cancer, it's a little bit alarming that when it is confined to the organ, you may not have any symptoms at all. Men may show some symptoms which are not concerning, such as slow flow of urine. So when they pass urine, it's a little bit slow. Or some traces of blood that you pick up in a urine test in the lab. And most will present at an advanced stage when it has already spread to the bones or lungs. And the symptoms that they come with are usually associated to the area that it has spread. So for example, if you have got prostate cancer which is spread to the bones, you can come in with bone pain or you can have a fracture which we call pathological fracture which means that you have a fracture which happens because of abnormal falls which usually does not result in fractures and those who have spread to the lungs and they can come with chronic cough and it's picked up on an x-ray and so on. When it comes to detection, prostate cancer is best detected by screening with a blood test and a prostate exam which will eventually give us an idea whether we should look further and decide to do a biopsy or an MRI and that's when we get to diagnose prostate cancer. It's really interesting that you mentioned that it spreads and can cause symptoms like a cough because not many would associate a cough with prostate cancer. Yes, exactly. Anything which spreads to the lungs, uh, the lungs get irritated in a way when they have fluid which is around the lungs. So that's called pleural effusion. Or if you have an area of the lungs which has collapsed, so then you tend to have secretion which precipitates, meaning that it just gets collected there and your body naturally wants to try to expel these and you end up coughing. So that is how you can actually pick up prostate cancer which is spread to the lungs. See, that I had no idea about. Mm. Now, how curable is it? Um, How is it being treated? Okay, so prostate cancer can be cured if it is detected early, when it is still localised within the prostate. So how do we generally treat them if it's localised? You have two options. One is an operation, which we call a radical prostatectomy. We will go in and remove the prostate, the seminal vesicle, and then we join your bladder to the urinary passage. So for some who are probably at adverse risk for an operation due to their heart condition 
or whatever other reason that it might be, then we can offer them radiotherapy. So radiotherapy seems to have a fairly good result in most selected men and uh, this would usually be delivered by the oncologist over a period of time. So is radiotherapy preferable for anyone who just doesn't want to go through surgery? Yes, you can. If you are you know, risk-averse and do not want surgery and want to have radiotherapy, you can do that. But the trouble is, if you have radiotherapy as the primary treatment for prostate cancer, and for whatever reason the cancer comes back, then the subsequent treatment, which is called a salvage prostatectomy, becomes technically more challenging, and the results and outcome may not be as good. So if you have surgery and then the cancer, for whatever reason, comes back, or you have not got clear margins, radiotherapy can still be given. And today we're speaking with urologist Dr. J.R satyanantan about prostate cancer now doc what are the side effects of uh, prostate cancer treatment so from the surgical aspect, so when you have surgery, the side effects that commonly affects men post-radical prostatectomy is erectile dysfunction, meaning that you can't have an erection after surgery and urinary incontinence. This is always the most feared combination. At times, if the cancer is not truly extensive, we can offer nerve-sparing prostatectomy, meaning that we try to preserve the erectile nerves and go ahead and just take out the prostate. But of course, this is not at the risk of leaving cancer behind. So we we usually let the patient know that this is something which will be at best effort and if we have to sacrifice the nerve because of cancer control we would just do it apart from that the other things that can happen is you can develop urinary strictures meaning that your urinary passage becomes narrow because of scarring from the surgery and it usually is complicated disease to treat and the outcome may not be that great because of repeated procedures apart from surgery radiotherapy has its own risks which includes losing erection over a period of time urinary obstruction and radiation related complications so what would those radiation-related complications manifest? The radiation-related complications can manifest as early or, or late. So when they are early, what you can have is skin excoriation or you can get reaction to the skin, which is the area where the radiation is delivered. Or you can have diarrhea, weight loss, vomiting, which are transient. So it usually goes away after treatment. And you have long-term side effects. The long-term side effects from radiotherapy can be a urinary stricture, one. Number two, you can get radiation cystitis which means the bladder becomes abnormal and you can have blood in the urine and you can have radiation proctitis. Similar to the cystitis, you can have blood through the rectum and these are difficult to control. Now, this one we absolutely have to ask. What, what are the most common misconceptions about prostate cancer or is there just a single one? common misconceptions of prostate cancer is that it only affects the elderly. That's not entirely true. Uh, we tend to see men in the younger age group present with prostate cancer in their 50s, 60s and so on. And one would feel that without the family history of prostate cancer, you do not have any risk of developing it. And the other misconception is that prostate cancer tends to cause pain. Most men with prostate cancer do not have pain in the early stage. You can have pain from bone metastasis meaning the cancer just spread to the bone, but it's, it's at later stages. Most of the time it's painless. You can have pain, for example, if you have the prostate being large enough to obstruct you from passing urine. So you can have pain when you pee, but it does not necessarily cause you to have pain all the time. So what's what's your advice, Doc, to, to anyone who's listening in about prostate cancer? Okay, so the only advice I can give is be vigilant about the existence of prostate cancer and consult a urologist if there's any concern in your mind or if there's family history of prostate cancer. And we are moving towards a change in the paradigm. For example, if you look at Australia, right now, prostate cancer in 2022 has overtaken breast cancer as the highest number of cancers causing death in Australians. So we are heading towards that as well. So 
it'll come to a point where we'll see prostate cancer being the number one cancer in Malaysia. And prostate cancer screening is recommended in a select group of patients who present with urinary symptoms. Although there's no national guideline or worldwide guideline on who should be screened and who shouldn't be screened, we should always look into this as something we should undertake at some point. So Doc, is there an ideal age to start screening? Not really. For men who do not have risk factors, meaning do not have family history of prostate cancer, we don't really have any set guidelines on when they should get screened. But most men in their 50s would probably get one PSA test done somewhere along the line. So this depends on what your national health guidelines say. We do not have any guidelines which say specifically when prostate cancer screening should be started. But if you have family history of prostate cancer, then you should get PSA testing, which is uh, the blood test, at least 10 years before the age of the first detected male relative, which means if you had a brother or a father who had prostate cancer at the age of 55, then you should start your screening at the age of 45. Okay. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add on? November is uh, known to be an important month for men's health awareness, especially with the Movember movement where we have men who grow their moustaches and all that, so to increase awareness for men's health. And prostate cancer is one of the biggest areas that we target to uh, you know, impart knowledge and awareness in men. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Satya. We've been speaking to urologist Dr. J.R. Satya Nanthan about prostate cancer on our HealthWise special with Pantai Hospital Kuala Lumpur. Screen to be sure. Together, we find the cure.